0: Hello, and welcome to Culture In Between, a podcast all about exploring the unique experiences of people who grew up in a culture outside of their parents' culture. We are your hosts, Alyssa and Brianna, and in today's episode, we are interviewing Kishan, whose parents are from Guyana. Thank you, Kishan, for joining us. We're really looking forward to talking with you today.
1: Yeah, Uh, I don't think I need much more of an intro. I used to live (laughs) in New York for a very long time, which is the Mecca of Guyanese people, so I could tell you all about it.
0: Nice. And are both your parents from Guyana? Actually, I meant to ask Yes. You that yeah, they okay. both are. Awesome. 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 Yeah. And
2: can you hey. tell us where exactly in Guyana your parents are from?
0: Yeah. They're, uh,
1: my dad is from Bath Settlement and my mom is from Georgetown.
2: And like you said, you grew up in New York. So what part of New York did you grow up in? I believe the Guyanese Mecca is in like Queens or something like that. I have Yeah, you nailed yeah. it.
1: That's exactly it. There's a whole playbook that Guyanese people have to get to the United States. And it starts with first getting <laughs> sponsored by someone who already made it. Then you get a job at the MTA in New York City, which is just the buses and trains and things like that. And then you have your family members co-sign to get a house. And boom, now you're in New York. The The... For some reason, they all chose Queens. I don't know why, but there's so many Guyanese people in New York that they renamed the area from Richmond Hill to Little Guyana. So like, they actually have a county in New York that's named after Guyanese people. So there's a lot of them there. (laughs) That's where I grew up.
2: (laughs) Wow. That's awesome. Yeah, I have a a friend who's also Guyanese who their family moved there they were living in miami at first and then they moved there so yeah and then later i found out that yeah that queen that part of queens is like little guyana so now i understand yeah yeah
1: (laughs) yeah it was really fun growing up because when we would go to different events even if it was random people there would always be somebody who's like oh, I know you from down the block back in Georgetown. And then there would be those weird connections and you just bump into them on the street because there's so many of them.
2: That's so great. Yeah, we have a somewhat similar situation in terms of there are a lot of Jamaican people in Miami and it, like how you were describing the pathway to coming to the US. Everyone in my family was like sponsored to get here. And oh, yeah. so, yeah, I've heard all about that. So that <laughs> Or knew somebody very that was like
0: lived here already, basically. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. So can you tell us a little bit more about that, about growing up in Little Guyana and being surrounded by Guyanese culture? Like, what was that like? And how has that kind of carried you through, like, to feeling really connected to your culture?
1: Yeah, it didn't feel strange growing up. But after I left New York and entered the business world and moved to different states, then I started realizing how hilariously strange it was. But (laughs) growing up, you just... In New York, you just go to the public school that's in your zip code. So people would play all these address shenanigans to try to get people into the best public school. But the one that I went to was the vast majority of folks were Guyanese, Trinidadian, Dominican, all the native immigrants of of Queens. So it was actually very rare for me to find somebody who wasn't a first generation or parents were first generation or anything else. Everybody was completely fresh off the boat, if you want to use that term. And growing up, it didn't feel odd because everybody just, it just felt like kids in high school, kids in, in middle school, there's the drama, people are dating each other, all the things like that. (laughs) But when I actually left and went to other places, the, probably the biggest thing that's different is there are less parties. Like one thing that people like to do is just have like a backyard party where there might be the friend of the week would just throw a party and it's just drinks and food in the back and you'd show up to their house because we all lived in the same area. And that's how the community stayed connected. I remember going to so many family events, cousin events, because like everybody somehow is related in some way. So within the community itself, it was just showing up to places, people's houses and connecting with people. And that over time has reduced I don't know why it it did, but growing up, it was a lot more common than it was now. And then, you know, as soon as you leave little guy and you know, all that goes away.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, th- I feel like he has kind of a, you have probably a similar experience to Brandon and me in that like growing up in Miami, we did have a big Caribbean population and Hispanic population. We were kind of spoiled in that way a little bit. Yeah. You can go get Jamaican food down the road here oh, or yeah, whatever the theme- you want, which is kind of nice. Oh, I yeah. feel like growing up. <laughs> I
1: think a, a funny thing when my wife and I first started dating we had played this game on our first date where she goes, Hey, I bet you can't guess what my ethnicity is. And she was obviously <laughs> Vietnamese. And I was like, Oh, yeah, you're Vietnamese. And she's like, Huh? What? I can't believe it. You guess it. And then I went, Okay, what is my ethnicity? And she guessed every single country except for Guyana. Cause like it's such a rare place yeah. to see. It's a tiny little country in South America. When I told mm-hmm. her I was Guyanese. She was like, I have never met another soul or even <laughs> heard of anybody who ever came from there. And you don't look Guyanese. i like, I know what you're thinking. I look Indian, but there are Indians in Guyana.
0: <laughs> That's kind of brings us along to like one of our questions that we typically ask, which is like, what are typical answers that you get when people, when you have people guess or like, or what do they say?
1: Sri Lankan, <laughs> Pakistani, Indian. Like, so the ones that are all like light-skinned brown guy, like those I get, but <laughs> okay. it really depends on the person. So if I'm in the city... One thing that would happen to me a ton, this is when my hair is longer, I might have, like, facial hair or something. I would have Hispanic grandmas come up to me and ask me for directions in Spanish. And I went through seven years of Spanish and never learned a single word. So (laughs) I would say, like, hey, sorry, uh, no habla espanol, and they would give me the dirtiest look ever. They're like, how dare you not learn your mother tongue (laughs) And they, they just assumed that I was Hispanic. So I it depends. Yeah. Like, if you're a Guyanese person, you immediately see me and go, like, oh, yeah, he's Guyanese. If you're Indian, you assume that I may be some, some kind of Indian. If you're Hispanic, sometimes they assume that I'm Hispanic. But it mm. really depends on who you are.
2: I mean, I personally get the Hispanic thing all the time. Ever since I moved away from Miami. Because in Miami, no one really oh, yeah. thought that. Because, to be honest, most of the Hispanic people in Miami are, like, white Hispanics. So no one really mm-hmm. assumed I was Hispanic. But outside of Miami... Yeah, people just talk to me in Spanish. They're just like, "Oh yeah, you're yeah, in Hispanic- yeah, yeah," and
0: I'm like,
1: <laughs> <"No."> <laughs> But if you think of, if you think of the odds, like if you see someone standing there, what is the odds of them being Jamaican or Guyanese? Yeah. Like, mm. what's the chance? Mm-hmm. So you just make yourself assumption, "Oh yeah, I can ask them yeah. for directions."
0: And does it like bother you when people guess incorrectly, or maybe? We'll oh know, no, hey, I find it from? very
1: amusing. I find it very amusing because <laughs> yeah. my entire life growing up. I never really knew how to categorize myself. So you know when you're going through elementary school, middle school, you get the little standardized test and it says, which ethnicity yes. are you? This, 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 or this. And none of them were me. And sometimes I would just guess because also my parents never sat me down and explained like, oh, yeah, like this is where you're from. These are the other people. So sometimes I would guess Pacific Islander, (laughs) like the Pacific Ocean, maybe (laughs) like Hispanic. I guess like my grandfather came from Portugal. Like there's like random things that I would just select. And there was no category for me. So whenever I would ask people, I'm like, oh, like you get to feel a little bit of like, what are you?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my gosh. You're hitting like all our wonderful questions, which is great, because like that is another (laughs) question we have is like, when you take those standardized tests and things is like, for us, it's like, okay, specifically it'd be like Caribbean American, I suppose. but That's never, it's either like, you know, white, it, there's no black, way. there's this. like yeah, a so it's like
1: people in the Caribbean. <laughs> like,
0: yeah, so it's always like, what do you check? You know, that's something we've, we've asked guests a lot is like, what, yeah. what do you feel like checking? Sometimes it kind of depends on the day. Um, yeah, I, just, <laughs> I choose
1: whatever I feel like, essentially. <laughs> but now yeah. I, I pretty much check the other category if that's ever available. Yeah. And if anybody asks me what I am, I just say I'm a West Indian. And I usually clears it up. They hear Indian and they're like West somewhere in America. Okay,
0: cool.
2: <laughs> oh my gosh,
0: <laughs> that is funny. That's- yes, I love it. He's he's hitting all our points, which is yeah, it's, it's yeah, because it's, yeah, a lot. Of, okay, because sorry, Rika. I hope I can jump into yeah, this no one problem. now. But like, so Brandon and me are like, we have been so interested in actually having this interview because when I hear Guyanese people talk, they have kind of that. Uh, accent, similar to like a Caribbean sounds accent, like it, you yeah. think, yeah. right. But geographically you're located in South America. So tell me, are mm-hmm. you able to tell us a little bit about how, yeah, how, how that kind of happens and what, and what do you guys feel closer to Caribbean? Like, I, I don't know. I just always been curious. Oh, we about definitely that. feel Caribbean,
1: like a hundred percent top to down. The culture is Caribbean. Everybody has the crazy accent. That sounds hilarious. I can't do one cause I lost mine years ago. Uh, cause like the, the New York city school system really drills in like you got to speak properly. So I lost that eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, But I don't know why they have that accent. I think it's just something to do with the the place that they are. There are so many cultures that exist there. There are Asian people there. There are Indians like myself. There are uh, Mm. uh, African-Americans. All different – Hispanics are there. But they all speak English. So they all have this same tongue that they use to to communicate with each other. Guyana was a British colony. So, like, that's what you learn in school there. And I think just mixing all those cultures together, you get the Caribbean accent or at least the Guyanese accent. Which sounds the same but is distinct from Jamaican is also distinct from, from uh, Trinidadian. How people ended up in Guyana, I, the full history is not completely clear to me. I know that the Indians ended up there when the British had it as a colony. They brought them over as indentured servants. I know the Africans ended up there as slaves. The Hispanics, I don't know. They might have came from Brazil. A lot of them came from different other other colonies in the area. But I think people just ended up there because there's not a lot of people. You can kind of disappear if you want to. Guyana is the place where Jim Jones was, where you hear, like, Jonestown, where everyone drank the Kool-Aid. That's where that happened because it's in the middle of nowhere. Whenever you hear of uncontacted tribes or people eating cassava in the forest, it's in Guyana. Like, there are towns and stuff, but there's also forests. So you kind of just go and disappear.
2: Yeah, it seems like Guyana oh. has a very similar colonial history to, like, most yeah. British Caribbean islands that were colonized by the British. So yeah, similar with Jamaica, like a lot of the Indian Jamaicans pretty much came over as indentured servants. And Mm -hmm. our background is Jamaican Chinese. I don't know if Alyssa told you about that. But um, yeah, so yeah, so our our mom's side of the family is is part Chinese and Mm -hmm. the Chinese people came as indentured servants as well. Uh, so, yeah. yeah. And that's not
1: surprising to me. Like, it makes mm-hmm. sense because there are so many Asian people in the Caribbean. And I'm like, oh, yeah, they're just part of the culture. So yeah. if people end up mixing, it's like, yeah, that's what happens.
0: Yeah. it's Yeah. I can tell from your reaction that when you hear Chinese Jamaican, you don't even bat an eye. But like when I tell people that sometimes they are like, really? Like, you know, they have kind of this idea, yeah. I think, of what Caribbean's Look like, and that I don't, I don't realize know that
1: idea is, though, right? Because like I, because like I'm so in tune with the different kinds of countries and right. people that exist in the Caribbean. So I don't know what like the general sense of a Caribbean person is. Maybe something with pirates of the Caribbean. I don't know. Like who knows? <laughs> yeah.
0: So when I hear you tell me all those, yeah, all those things about Guyana, like I'm like, oh, I'm not surprised that all the you know this it's, yeah. it's, it's kind of a hodgepodge of people like that. Yeah. It's, it's
1: I'm trying to remember what the population is. We could probably Google it, but I think it's less than a million, and there are. Mm-hmm. Okay. At least a hundred thousand people in just New York, and the other <laughs> hubs are Orlando and Toronto. <laughs> so the joke is there are more people outside of Guyana who are Guyanese than in Guyana itself. like <laughs> the goal of being there is to leave Guyana, so um, that's a really that, that's a, a big thing. Uh,
2: yeah, yeah, I, I try to do some research on every country before we do these interviews and yeah i was I was quite surprised to hear that it was it was less than a million people yeah, there so, a lot of people. yeah yeah, and
1: they're evolving very quick. I think the last time. The first time I ever went was when I was really young. It was like in 2003 or 2004 and they didn't really have running water or electricity in all parts of the place. So my grandparents' house that we stayed at, it's literally on stilts. There's a tub on the top of the roof where you get water from. The electricity is a generator that sometimes works. So it was really, really old. Like the the part I hated the most, you have to go to the bathroom in an outhouse That was ridiculous that my privilege as an American made me not really, really hate that. But then when I went back recently, I think it was in mid 2010s, 20s, maybe 15, like 2015. It's completely different. There are paved roads. There are houses There are mansions that you can see. The main town, Georgetown is actually a city now. It's there's a lot of growth happening there. I don't know Mm -hmm. why, but it's a lot better now.
2: That was actually going to be my next question was I was going to ask you about if you have visited there and like what your experience was like so like you said yeah i mean the the lack of running water and all of that at least when you were younger when you visited that's not even as as you know in jamaica we thought that it was like oh like we 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 had to deal with not having hot water sometimes and the power would go out Mm -hmm. randomly and i thought that was bad but what you had to what you experienced (laughs) sounds a little bit Uh, different there. Uh, So can you tell us kind of what your impressions were of Guyana? Like, did you feel a sense of home? Did you feel like you understood your parents better after seeing how they grew up? What was that experience like in that way?
1: Yeah. I definitely understood my dad better because he would always tell us stories of like, oh, back in my day, cheese was a, it was a luxury. Like he'd have all the crazy dad stories. Like, oh, we used to walk a million miles just to get a drop oh of medicine. Gosh. It's like, okay. But when I saw some of the areas that he lived in, I was like, oh, like, that's why you guys were so apt to come to the United States. Cause the difference in quality of life is immense. Like when my parents brought us to the, well, I, I was born here, but when my, my parents were in this country, they had one goal and it's like, go into the New York education system and get a degree. Cause then you don't have to go back to where we came from. And I didn't understand why that was so bad until I saw it. I'm like, okay, like there's not a lot of opportunity here. Like if you're going to get educated, the only option you have is to go to Canada or Britain, maybe United States, if you can get in, if you want to join a company, there are no companies like everyone's farmers or they're sugarcane miners or you're working for the government or things like that. So if you wanted robust opportunity, you had to leave. So I understood that immediately as soon as, as soon as I was there and it was just reinforced the second time I went at home I don't know if I felt more at home because like my home was New York at that time. I was used to living in a concrete jungle. So going into an actual jungle was strange. Like (laughs) it was very odd. Like I didn't know what to expect. The most horrific experience there was dealing with the mosquitoes. So one thing that you must do is you have to have to have to sleep under a mosquito net if you don't they will take every drop of blood that you have. So <laughs> one of the nights I had made a mistake, cause I'm, I'm used to just, you know, you're on a small twin bed, the mosquito nets around you and I roll around when I sleep, I don't sleep comfy in the heat. So I roll around the whole night and then I end up bracing my entire side of the body against the mosquito net for the whole night. And they proceeded to pick me apart for hours. And, you know, when you get mosquito bites, they swell up. as like a little red lump. They're a little itchy. Imagine the whole side of your body being one continuous mosquito bite. They are ruthless. And, of course, nobody cared. Like, I did it. They pointed at me and they laughed. They go, ha, you, <laughs> didn't, you, you didn't realize that you supposed <laughs> to stay in the middle. And I'm like, oh, my God, guys, am I going to get fevers, flus, blah, blah, blah? <laughs> Nothing ended up happening. But, man, it was painful. But, like, that's the dealing with the environment was so hard. Mm. Extremely humid. Extremely rainy. Extreme bugs, extreme weather, extreme plants. The best parts about it, though, were the foods. Like the native Guyanese cuisine is very nice. I I grew up eating it, but it's just better there because the culture is developing new things as you speak. So you get to try like net new items that you never thought before. But they're familiar because they use the same ingredients. They use the same products. So you're like, wow, I didn't realize you could have this thing. And like, it's awesome. But the bigger item that's awesome is that because it's in the tropics and because it's a jungle, you can grow extremely exotic fruits. So oh when God. I was there, I probably tried 30 or 40 fruits that I've never heard of. <laughs> it's it's it, And they were all delicious, which was cool.
0: Things you can't bring back to the US either, right? Because my mom has done tried I, to do that before my, and got stopped at TSA.
1: <laughs> trying my, to bring it to- <laughs> my dad now will always, 100% of the time, get stopped at TSA because <laughs> he keeps... Over and over trying to bring fruits, <laughs> fish, animals, meats like nice. things that you know you're not supposed to bring. And he's like, No, if you wrap it up in enough garbage, <laughs> right. day, you'll never know. And then, they, do they know, trust me. But now, every yeah. time we go, we fly with him, he has to get stopped.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we made jokes with my mom about that. We're like, yeah, you're on the bad list there because she got <laughs> she's trying to bring in some kind of apple or something and they're like, no. Yeah, yeah I it was. Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah. I, I get it though. Like who knows what crazy bug is yeah. inside of that thing that collapses the American economy. Like who knows? <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> From that one fruit you brought it. Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> I know. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. So what are some of your favorite like foods to eat in Guyana?
1: Oh, definitely. Uh, my My favorite dish is a... Non bread that we call roti, we actually call it dal puri because it's uh it's a non bread with uh crushed up. Uh, I'm trying to figure out like the the terms that people would know. Chickpeas is like crushed up chickpeas and spices, and then another yeah. bread, and then you cook those all together, and mm-hmm. then. You use it to eat pumpkin and it's like a a special kind of pumpkin that's really sweet. You put shrimps in it and it's just my favorite dish by far. And like the availability of the specific spices and fruits and vegetables in Guyana made that (laughs) so delicious. Like it was as intended. My mom's really good at recreating it here, but it was just better over there. So that was my favorite. The fruits, man, star (laughs) apples, cassava pones. Like I can't even remember all of the names, but they come in so many different shapes and sizes. I think my favorite one was pecans like the nut, if you didn't know there was a fruit that that nut gets attached to, and it's delicious it's it's so good there' are pecan trees, uh not nah, um put pe- not pecans, yeah, there are pecan trees everywhere and you can just eat eat the fruit and it's uh-huh. that's awesome
0: that's good, healthy yeah. too, yeah.
1: like yeah, yeah. I
0: was saying the amount of fruit people they are <laughs> all very
1: skinny, they're all because like you're. <laughs> job is to work on a field so like all mm-hmm. day you're at the field cutting sugarcane which is really hard you have to reap them and they're like mm-hmm. essentially bamboo and then you come home and you eat a bunch of dal puri and, and pumpkin and you go to sleep
0: i've heard of roti but i don't know if it's probably not prepared the same way i'm curious No, I'm it's, it's a prepared. little different yeah yeah yeah
2: yeah i think that i think they have it in like trinidad too and yeah oh yeah maybe Other. that's what
0: i'm thinking yeah, yeah. the trinidad and roti yeah
1: I can tell you about the the great disagreement between Trinidad and Guyana. So (laughs) those two countries, they're they're very – it's very fun. Like growing up my entire time, the Trinidadian folks were frenemies. Like we're both Caribbean. (laughs) We're both in the area, but we're so similar. It's like we're better than you. And the number (laughs) one disagreement that we would always get is do you call it chicken curry or curry chicken? Uh,
2: And
0: Mm. people
1: will – People will die on that debate if, if you bring it up between <laughs> the Trinidad flag, and Guyana flag. The Guyanese are on the chicken curry side, and the Trinidadians are on the curry chicken side. Interesting.
0: I did not know about that debate, but I am also on the yeah, curry Jamaican's chicken side. Jamaicans also curry Ever chicken. <laughs> yeah, okay.
1: Yeah. okay I'm, gonna, I'm gonna leave this meeting right now. Oh
2: my! God. I think that yeah, maybe it's the Indian. I mean, obviously there are there are Indians in Trinidad and Jamaica as well, mm-hmm. but I feel like there's so much more in Guyana. It's more yeah, of a percentage so, of the population too. in Guyana. Cause I feel like in India too, it's it's chicken curry, like it's not curry chicken. chicken I think curry. so.
1: Yeah. yeah so I, maybe
2: that's the influence there.
1: I never got to the bottom of the debate. I I took the <laughs> the chicken curry side because you know it's just fun, pick teams, have fun. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, uh, it, yeah. But that that it's it's a very fun relationship we have with the Trinidadians because we're the same. Like they're so similar. The cultures yeah, are tricky. just marginally different, but yeah. we'll pick apart every difference to the nth degree, and it's just it's yes. just hilarious.
2: Did you have a lot of friends growing up from like? other caribbean countries and stuff and like you talk about this kind of stuff with them yeah
1: yeah, all the time because like my my classes in in elementary school and middle school were let's say there were 30 kids maybe 15 of them were guyanese trinidadian or surinamese so
0: everybody was from the caribbean it's an awesome environment to go yeah Yeah. that's great
2: yeah that's so cool because even though there's a big caribbean community in miami it's like I don't know, like you, you there's not really like a, necessarily like a conglomerate all in one place. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like we're kind of just spread out. So I don't know. I never had that experience of like having a whole mm-hmm. bunch of kids in my school being yeah. from the Caribbean. It I was, think yeah. it,
1: it might be because of New York because it's so <laughs> hard to get real estate and spread yourself out. That in New York, you see all of these communities are forming. There's the Guyanese one. This is where the Jewish people live. This is where the Dominicans live. This is where the people from Honduras live. So you get all these little neighborhoods that might be five blocks, six blocks. Like Little Guyana might be maybe nine square blocks for all the Guyanese people. So they're all going to the same schools. They're all going to the same places. Yeah. We're going to the same businesses. So you run into them a lot.
2: And just, just to quickly kind of go back to visiting Guyana, do you still have fre- up? Uh, Do you still have family there in
0: Guyana? Friends there too. Or maybe friends (laughs) too. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: Friends? I don't know. I was so young when I went. I didn't make any friends. But my mom's parents are still there. So like they're the primary people we go and visit. And a lot of my mom's family, like her sisters and things, are still in Guyana. But like Mm -hmm. they're usually who we go to visit. But my dad has migrated most of his family. Like there's not a lot of people left there. So anytime we want to visit them, they're either in Canada or the United States. Mm. Yeah.
0: We
2: have a similar experience. Yeah.
0: Do you find yeah, and do you find that your grandparents intentionally want to stay? Because like our grandparents were like, I'm gonna be born and die in Jamaica. Like they refuse. Yeah, that, that's why my <laughs> mom's
1: my mom's parents are there because they yeah. they have the passes. They can come to the United States. They visit yeah. every now and then, but they're just not happy here because yeah. the. Lifestyle is so different. Like, they have their own house, they have their own piece of property, they grow their fruits, they're getting a pension from Guyana. So, they're really Mm -hmm. just living their life in a tropical country. And I'm like, you know what? I don't believe you. It's (laughs) kind of nice. And when they come to New York, they're kind of just like sitting in a house, and like the winter is so brutal for them because they never did it before. And they they Mm -hmm. just didn't like it. They might have fun in Miami or Florida, but they've never experienced it.
0: (laughs) Well, I just always remember my grandma saying one thing of like, she's like, I know the life is harder here in Jamaica, but it's my home, like, it's what I know. And so, Mm -hmm. I'm just curious if like, I don't know, technically Yeah, yeah I don't really... know if
1: that's their sentiment. Their, their <laughs> sentiment's usually just like New York <laughs> really sucks and we really want to be
0: okay. there instead. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> fair enough, fair that's enough. That's funny.
2: I think too, there's like such a great sense of community there in Jamaica that they had that we just don't have in the US. So I don't know if you noticed that, Kashan. Like, do you feel like there is more of a sense of, of community there in Guyana as well? That like.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People all know each other. So like if you lived in a village or town, every single person at village or town knows everything about everybody else. You know, if a kid is being born, you know, if they're doing good in school or not, you know, if people, someone's fruit tree is bearing, you got to go over and get some before <laughs> everyone else does it. Like everybody mm-hmm. has a, a tap on everybody else. And that's really nice. Like when I was watching my grandparents walk around the neighborhood and people were saying hello and this and that and they were striking up conversations. I see why they want to stay there because everybody mm-hmm. in the entire town is just a friend which is really nice. And I have never experienced that here, especially growing up in New York. Like there's millions of people that you engage with every day and they all feel like strangers. Even people I went to class with, they felt like strangers, which is which is odd because like we're so packed on top of each other, but you just don't (laughs) you don't connect in the same way.
0: Yeah, that's interesting to hear that the similarities, because I I found that to be true. They'd be like, yeah, your neighbor would be like, oh, how's Mrs. Young doing this and that? And like, yeah, so it's crazy. I do love that sense of community over there. Oh, I do. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. I
1: I love being able to have fun with my neighbors, go to community (laughs) parties, cook for them is another great thing to do. But it's just real (laughs) tough here. I don't know. Maybe it's the culture. Maybe it's because people are so independent here. I I have no idea. But it's hard to break that barrier, especially with neighbors and community
2: and stuff like that. So you kind of mentioned that your dad said the kind of, Typical, like, oh, when, you know, when I was growing up, I had to like do all this and like our parents did similar things or said similar things. (laughs) Do you, so do you have any like other funny stories about your parents kind of saying stereotypical immigrant parent things or doing stereotypical immigrant? Yeah, I,
1: I think um, the funniest things that they would do to me was they would just tell me lies to stop me from doing things. So one thing would be Let's say that when we went to the stores and you know how like they have the smart scanners that tell you like what the price of something is. You bring mm-hmm. it over, you scan the barcode and they um, it just tell you, oh, this is $5, two, uh, 2% off today. I would always, cause I was a menace growing up. I don't blame them at all. I was destructive <laughs> and annoying and all the things. But I would go around and I would just take my hands or things and just put them under the scanner and just take up space. It just stop people from like they would be in a line behind me. And I'm like scanning this thing, scanning that thing, trying to scan like an object or my phone or putting like a color under it to see how like the colors would change. So they would tell me if you use those lasers, they would inject lead into your body. And I was like, oh, my God, I don't <laughs> want lead in my body. And then I immediately stopped. And there's a million little things that they would do that were exactly like that. And then when yeah. I got older, I realized, oh, they were bsing me the entire time <laughs> yes yes yes, yes.
2: Our that is so funny some, or at least my mom yeah i feel like she told the, the, the moms
1: I don't know. They, it, 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 it was it. the moms another one is um you can't point at um tombstones or like graveyards because it's ah. it's a disrespect do you guys have that too Mm-mm.
2: i
0: don't know I that mean, one oh, no, that's that. yeah, to that, me.
1: yeah. <laughs> that, that's one that um the i know the guy have it for sure and my wife also has it. she's vietnamese you're not Mm. supposed to point at them you're supposed to either like do the politician like hey (laughs) like that thing or you're supposed Uh to acknowledge it without without like pointing and i don't know why it is but it was so common across all Uh of the different cultures that like whenever you see a graveyard everyone's like oh my god don't 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 (laughs) even point your fingers in that direction just just face the face opposite way
0: interesting i wonder if it's like a respect thing or something i don't know it's a respect thing but i don't know why i have no
1: idea
2: Yeah, or some kind of, like, Ah. superstitious thing. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, There's
1: plenty of superstitions. Like, (laughs) yeah, there's so many. Um, My dad is a Hindu, and my mom is a Christian. So, like, there was the cultural Mm. difference between them. So the Hindu sides are the ones with the ridiculous superstitions. So my dad's dad was a Hindi equivalent of a pastor. So he was a community leader. He would do prayers for people, show up and bless the homes and things like that. But there's a thing that they would do when you're a baby. Kind of like choosing the avatar, where you would take the baby, you would have a certain set of objects in front of them, and then they would have affinities towards each object. And depending on what they would pick, with the pattern that shows up in their palm, plus the lengths of their earlobes, (laughs) and what day it was, you would be able to predict their entire future just off of that one little thing. So every single kid has these readings. And mine was... Mm -hmm. I would and they were also like reading a horoscope so it would be so general it's impossible for it to be wrong but people would live and die by these things. So if someone told you, like, "Oh, like you're gonna die one day from me- from like a car," they don't drive. They don't drive anymore. They don't go on <laughs> the street. I was like, "Oh, wow. like beware of the color red." They don't wear red for the rest of their life. They're never gonna do it ever again. So that was the the, the funnest mm-hmm. part of that was those crazy superstitions that would stick with people for their entire life.
0: Interesting. Because there's
1: a because oh like since Guyana is so depopulated, mm-hmm. there's a very heavy influence of the native culture. So, like, people know more about Guyana for the native, uncontacted, people who were in South America before the emigration. That mm-hmm. culture is very relevant. So there's a lot of superstition, shamanism. People travel there to do drugs all the time. There, that that <laughs> culture of shamanism is still there. And it bled into the Hinduism that's there. Because, like, we're also very mm-hmm. disconnected from India. Like, nobody has actual Indian relatives. They all are mm-hmm. Guyanese. So they made their own version of Hinduism that has some of the shamanism, some Christianity, some just random stuff that they decided to start doing. So that the the Hinduism mm. is parallel to the actual like Indian Hinduism and has a lot of superstition mm. in it.
2: I, I find that so fascinating about the Caribbean and like all the countries in the Caribbean. It's like yeah, it's like this interesting blend of different cultures because like we said, there I mean there are Chinese people, Indian people, all these people that came over as like part of colonialism and the aftermath of slavery and all that. And it's so interesting how all those different cultures kind of blended together and created their own things. So yeah, yeah, that's really fascinating.
1: Uh, another fun cultural tidbit, and this is probably my favorite thing. I, I, it didn't come up initially, but now I'm remembering it. Sure. Every single person has a nickname and that nickname <laughs> yeah. will be used more than your actual name. Yep. <laughs> so all of my relatives growing up, I only ever knew them by their nickname. So every now and then they'd be like, oh, like, like, did you check Harold's 401k statement? I'm like, Harold, who the heck is that? They're like, oh, Uncle Chalk Dust. And I'm like, oh, Chalk Dust, I know him. Yeah. And they call him Uncle Chalk Dust because he's dark-skinned and ashy. Oh. So when he was in school, he got the name Chalk Dust and it never wow. left. And people who are of note, family members, his own yeah. parents call him Chalk Dust. And I've only ever known him by that. But his real name is Harold. <laughs>
0: yes yes whether you like your nickname or not right like no, you just get it, it sticks with you, get you. yeah it's
1: stuck yeah
0: yeah it's okay, the same did you, did you ever get a nickname i figured not i guess no, maybe not because you know there, no, but i but never like, got one
1: yeah <laughs> my name was unique enough like quishon is like a weird name in guyanese culture so it was unique enough <laughs> that they just called me that but like my, my dad's nickname is lil by because he was the smallest of all his brothers there is, um, I do name Steel because he would just take things from people. Like he would just steal things from people, so they called him <laughs> Steel. Oh, watch out, Steel's coming! And like, but it's a community, so you have to be friends with them, still. So everyone just gets right. their own thing, and it's oh man, like it, that. That's yeah. my favorite part of the culture is the hilarious nicknames.
2: I mean, it's the same in Jamaica too. Like we have, like yeah, people have nicknames that they get from when they're like born or just like very little yeah. and it's just yeah. like you said it's just their name for the rest of their life and people don't remember their real name until they like are at their funeral yeah. or something like yeah like it's yeah like i've asked my mom like oh what's like fitzy's real name and she's like you know me don't know <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, yeah she like has like yeah. yeah it's like people like in your own family you, like don't even know their real name
0: mm.
1: yeah. yeah yeah it's insane
0: yeah, you don't. I I don't know, like, because uh, I made the mistake one time of like calling my mom at work and calling her by her nickname. Just I don't know why, and she got so mad at me because she was like, nobody at work knows me under that. <laughs> like, she's like, don't call. Me. Uh, so I won't even say I, I, it on here because she probably will get mad. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but like, yeah. So I feel like yeah. that's
1: a common cultural thread, though, because like my best friend is is from Bangladesh, and uh. they also have the same thing. They have a home name and then they have the mm. actual name. So like, his actual name is. Imran, but his home name is Shagor. But you only ever use that if you're around family or people of gotcha. the culture. Because I've only ever known him as Imran because like I'm not Bangladeshi. I'm not Muslim. So like I never was introduced mm-hmm. to him in that way. But it's it's like a parallel thing to the Caribbean culture and uh, Jamaican culture as well.
0: And so how does that like kind of being in Queens and having that proximity to a lot of Guyanese people and then sounds like you visited a few times. Like, Is there have you how would you identify yourself as like this guy american or like do you feel really tied to your culture or like
1: no i feel very loosely tied my parents never really mm-hmm. imparted culture onto us so they really because like they we come from a household where there's like two religions to start off with and mm-hmm. even in guyana those are way different tracks like if you were a christian who spoke good english versus like a, a hindu servant like your life paths were way different so when our <laughs> parents were raising us, they always just said, it's up to you. Like, we'll tell you about stuff. We'll tell you stories. We'll introduce mm-hmm. you to the religions and the culture. But it's up to your choice of what you want to do. And like for a long time, like I wasn't religious for a long time. I didn't identify as Guyanese. So I didn't really <laughs> develop that that thread to it, which I should have done more. Like it is is where I come from, but not a real strong connection to it at all.
0: Interesting. Yeah, I guess it's, that's interesting dynamic too with the different religion. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: Because yeah. like if you were a Christian, you had – priority placement in schools and jobs and things like that Mm. so you just tended to have gaps in wealth so like my mom's family was far wealthier than my dad's family but they ended up together anyway so like when they came (laughs) over they didn't want to repeat that because like you could feel the prejudice and my dad talks Mm. about it a lot and my mom's more like oh i don't know what he's talking about because she was on the (laughs) positive side of it but my dad was like no like there's like there are very high hurdles that you have to jump through if you were the wrong religion or the wrong skin color or the wrong even association Mm -hmm. like you went to the wrong school like you went to not a british school derived school but you went to like a native school like that was a big deal
2: like has your relationship with like whether you identify as guyanese american or how closely tied you feel to Guyana has that changed at all over time like have you found as you got older that you were like oh I'm more interested in knowing more or in being Yeah, I high? would say
1: so. Yeah. As I got older, I just became interested in different cultures and then me mm-hmm. being from one where I had access to the people and the the community and all that kind of stuff just made me want to learn more about it. So that's mm-hmm. where the interest came from. Um I, I don't know if I identify anymore as Guyanese. Like when I introduce myself, I never mention my ethnicity or anything like that. Only if people ask, then I bring it up. And even mm-hmm. when they do, I'm like, oh, like, I'm American, but my parents are Guyanese. Cause like, I can't really represent the culture. Yeah. So I don't like saying that I am part of the yeah. culture. So like, that's usually how I navigate did. it. But I am learning a lot more, especially from my dad as he's getting older. So that's that's been my thing.
0: I would say this, I, I kind of say the same thing. People ask me, I'm like, yeah, my parents are Jamaican because, yeah, even, you know, we grew up here and people ask me, like, how come you don't have an accent? And I'm like, I mean, I grew up here like I can understand the Jamaican Patois, but I don't yeah. uh, <laughs> I don't I don't speak it. So and, and how Kishan and I how I actually found out Kishan was even Guyanese. I think you saw my uh, Jamaican flag. Oh, yeah. Background in, in the, our, uh, one of our meetings. And so then that, that kind of prompted me to be like, hey, yeah. Because yeah, it's uh, so, so
1: rare for me to find other people. I'm like, oh, I found you. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's another
0: one. <laughs> right. That's funny.
2: Well, I have a bit of a, like, random question. Because like I said, I like to kind of do, a like, some light research. I don't want to know too much. I like to learn from the guests. So, But I did some light research of Guyana. And I found out that very recently, or like a, a few years ago, they found, like, oil nearby Guyana or something like that. And so... Guyana is kind of gearing up to become quite a bit richer <laughs> pretty soon. Oh, yeah. And they have like a whole deal with ExxonMobil, I think it is, and all of this stuff. So I guess, yeah, I guess my question was, have you heard about this? And like, oh, I don't yeah. know if you have any thoughts about how yeah. this might change the country and all of that.
1: This has been the thing <laughs> that people have been talking about <laughs> for the last two or three years at this point. And every time I go back home, my dad is constantly watching Guyana News, which is people on YouTube, and that's the <laughs> only thing they're talking about, is, is uh, this Exxon deal. Um, I don't know how well it's going to go. The position that the government took is that they want to kind of socialize it. So it is a deal with Exxon, but the money goes into the Guyanese government, and they're going to spend that in the community. So they're touting, like, higher pensions and this and that, and whatever party's in power is going to want to use the money to stay in power. and. I don't know if it's a good thing. I'm afraid, knowing my people, that they would fall into the Dutch disease trap, where the whole economy just becomes about oil, and then you Mm -hmm. forget all the other things. Because like Guyana, they export bauxite and timber, and they do mining and gold and things like that. Mm -hmm. That's all gonna go away once oil like covers everything. Because there's not no one lives there. Like there's not enough people to manage every industry. So I'm afraid that it turns into Dutch oil disease. I'm happy that they have a lot of the money coming in. I don't think they're going to spend the money
2: well. Yeah, unfortunately, that's, you know, just yeah. in other cases that we've seen, obviously, with like Venezuela, even Russia, and like all these other countries that are so rich in oil. Yeah, you know, all these other issues pop up, and it just corrupts the government sometimes. Yeah,
1: it, it that, that's a big thing. Because in Guyana, there there's a, a lot of strife between the ethnic classes. So the vast majority of the population is African and they have their mm-hmm. own like Caribbean African culture. And then there are the West Indians that are maybe 10 or 20 percent of the population. And they mm-hmm. vie for political power in very violent ways. So like there were periods of time where there was like assassinations and things going on. There's periods of times where they would target ethnic groups for a specific like removal from political office or like bar them from going to schools and things like that. So that area is really heated and now you just throw oil into it. So now all of that is raised to times 10. And like that's what's happening right now. So people are sorting out who gets the money, who gets the rights to the land, who gets to negotiate with Exxon, who gets to spend the money. So I would say in this short term, it's more conflict, more like hate mm. is being generated between the groups. I'm hoping that they get over it because, like you know, they've been living there for 200 years. So <laughs> hopefully you guys figure out how to find love in yeah. that. Yeah.
2: Gotcha. Yeah. Sorry. Just one other quick note, too, that I... From like what I was reading and seeing is that Guyana is, is on the coast or at least part of it is on the coast. And it's like you're. it's also an environmental issue as well with like obviously with oil <laughs> um, causing a lot of issues with the environment and Guyana being heavily affected by more so than a lot of other inland countries by environmental factors. You know, are you also kind of looking against your own interests? So, yeah, a lot a lot
0: there.
1: I don't think people are considering that, though. Because, like, in Guyana, they're so poor that whether or not the coastline floods a bit more is like, whatever, I'll move my house like 10 10 feet back, whatever. So people aren't concerned about that. They're mostly just concerned about, like, is this going to mean that I can't send my kids to schools anymore because the wrong Mm. people are in power? Is this like are all the sugarcane farms going to go down because, like, that's where my pension comes from? Like, those are the concerns that people have. And then also like, hey, like I heard you guys are gonna do a new basic income. Like, can I get some? Yeah. Like that—that's that, a another another factor of it.
0: So when you go abroad and like visit your family members, do they make fun of your Americanness or do they embrace you oh, as Chinese? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. They, yeah, that's something.
1: Yeah, because like I am probably the most integrated into American culture. Like my me and my sister are. So when we go back, we're getting the hit of, like, the accents, the people, the yeah. this and that. And even, like, my own cousins and family members, they're a lot less – I'm using the word integrated, but, like, they still have their accent. They still know the culture. They still do all these things. So when I go back, I feel like a stranger. Like, yeah. I also don't look very Guyanese. I look a lot different than a lot of other people in Guyana because I'm very light-skinned. My <laughs> sister isn't. So like okay. I I look different. I talk completely different. I have yeah. the American white collar business <laughs> accent. So when they hear that, they go, oh, look, the big shot is coming. So I get that yeah. a lot. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there's a huge difference in the way I get treated because I just feel like a stranger to the culture. And
0: that's kind of why we like started this podcast because it's like you don't fit in over there like in your your parents country. But then sometimes in the US you can feel like you're people don't always see you as like, oh, yeah. okay, but like, what are you, you know? So you used to that's where we kind of, the name comes from culture in between, it's like you're in this in between yeah. limbo state where.
1: I think that's you know. probably where I got a lot of my independence from. So like, I like politically, I lean very libertarian because I'm like, just do it yourself. It's always your fault, like you can solve this. But it's because I never fit into any community. Like in the Guyanese community, I was always the strangest one. And then in all of the other cultures, mm-hmm. I'm Guyanese, which is the strangest thing. So there's no way for you to, to fit into anything. And yeah. I just kind of went. Well, you know what? I'm on my own then. Then so that's probably where I developed that that need to be completely independent, no matter what.
0: Yeah, I feel like that. That's that's a good way. That's what I kind of had to learn to be. Because like when I used to get asked, "Where are? You? What are you? Where are you from?" and I used to like not understand why people would ask me this question. And then I realized, oh, okay, it's because of how you look and and the yeah. so it's like oh, you just gotta, you just point. gotta. Yeah, and so I never like knew just, why
1: people would ask me that. Yeah, I remember thinking (laughs) as a kid, they're like, oh, like, where are you from? I'd be like, oh, I'm from Queens. They're like, no, 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 where are your parents from? (laughs) I'm like, oh, that's Why do you care about my parents? You're talking to me. Right.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it used to bother me a lot, and people asked me that initially, but now they're just curious. Like, I I just realized that, and so, and I think, uh, I don't know, like, when when you're from, I think, a family or a background that, like, like Chinese Jamaican, all these Indian Jamaicans, all these kind of things, like, so hearing you talk about all these things, like, oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. But, like, for people who maybe aren't around that, it's a, a little bit different, I guess. So people are just, I think are just curious. And so I've just learned to embrace it and know like, okay, this is what I am. Cause people are just gonna base you off of like what they think you look like or what they can relate you to. And so, yeah. So I, I, I had a question that, that sure. I was thinking
1: about the whole time. <clears throat> what is, what does the food look like for Chinese Jamaican? Like, what is that food?
2: So we have like a few restaurants here near where we grew up in Miami. That are like Chinese Jamaican restaurants, but they don't really fuse the two like cuisines. They kind of just like they serve Chinese food and they serve Jamaican food. Like it's like they just served both mm-hmm. of them. I will say like the Chinese food that they serve tends to be more like, I don't know how to describe it. Like, I don't know. It tends to kind of have like more like, I guess, a Jamaican flavoring to yeah. it.
1: I'm imagining like Chinese food, like jerk sauce. Like that sounds good Oh my god
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah like i said yeah. it's weird. they don't really like fuse it but they do kind of make like the chinese food with jamaican ingredients i feel like cuz i was like i use i always get this fried rice from this jamaican chinese restaurant that we go to and it's definitely darker and like has more of a kick to it than like regular fried rice you would get from a normal chinese store i feel like so so yeah so it's like they It's definitely, like, around, like, but they tend to just kind of serve Chinese food and serve Jamaican food. And, like, they don't really fuse them together, which is kind of sad. I wish they would, actually.
1: The reason I was so curious is when my wife and I were dating, my parents had no idea. So, like, I'm not very – I don't share a lot with my family. So, like, they really have no idea what's happening with me. (laughs) So, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I go, hey, I have a girlfriend we've been dating for two years and uh, I want you to meet her. (laughs) <laughs> and they go okay, and they're expecting like okay, maybe it's a Hispanic girl, maybe it's a, Gu- a Guyanese person, maybe it's an Indian because like I was connected very deeply in like the Bank of America tech area, so like I very op- uh, when I moved to Jersey, uh, there was lots of Indians around me, so like maybe it's an Indian, and they were completely fine with all of that. And um, uh-huh. when I brought her over, she was Vietnamese, and the first thing my mom did was like, oh okay, like she's Vietnamese. She pulls me aside and she leans in really <laughs> close and goes, "What does she eat?" And she had <laughs> no idea, like zero mm. idea what Vietnamese food was. So I was really curious, like, since you guys are Chinese mm. and Jamaican, how did the food come together? Because, like, they are not compatible in Guyana.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. But they are kind of done separately. And and we, we're, we like, a few generations back with the yeah. Chinese Jamaican. But they, and I think the Chinese came over as indentured servants. And um, so, yeah, I'm not sure, actually, how much that kind of – melted that's a good question I, I should ask my i don't know I, I feel like i should know that better to be honest yeah with that's it given
2: us food for thought yeah
0: yeah <laughs>
1: one no fun. one interesting place which is actually my favorite dessert where <laughs> asian and guyanese or west indian culture mixed together there mm-hmm. is a uh, a red bean cake kind of like a moon cake that we <laughs> call Chinese cake which is not a very uh <laughs> nice term to use, but you know, it's, it's what we call it. It's you. like, it's like this big, it's yellow, it has a red dot on the top and it's just red bean paste and it's so delicious, but it came from Chinese mm. culture, but it's such mm. a staple in Guyanese households that it's the thing you buy first when you go to a pastry shop and then other mm. things. So like that was one where it blended really well. Interesting. Mm.
0: Yeah. It, it, you even bring in the name of the thing, like it, it's funny because you said, yeah, it's not really like PC, I noticed that, like, they're, at least in Jamaican culture, they're very, like, they would just call you, like, they have, they call people, like, Chinese men and all that. And, like, they, yeah, they call Chinese you, like, like, like that, yeah. 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 So that's like, but it's not an offensive thing. Whereas, like, yeah. maybe he, in the US, it might seem like, <gasps> but it's like, yeah. yeah, but it's not meant to, like, have any mouths? No, they're like terms it. of endearment.
1: Like, <laughs> yeah. uh, there's a close family member, his name is Blackie because he's the darkest guy that they know. <laughs> my grandfather on my mom's side, his name is Whitey because his mom was from <laughs> Portugal. So, like, they don't care. They're like, it is what it is. He's Whitey. I love
0: yeah. him. Like, <laughs> I love yeah. the literalness. Yeah. It. Yeah. You guys don't eat oxtail or anything by any chance, do you? Or is that a big. um No. And nope. it's available okay. but it's just something yeah. that the
1: west indians don't eat okay because you know okay. the, the hinduism and the the cow like you're uh, not allowed to eat beef at all so like that's a that's a one that get that, that was taken out
0: gotcha that makes sense that makes sense oxtail
2: is alissa's yeah. favorite i know food, <laughs> So, so yeah. i just was
1: curious it's yeah i try to get like thing. tail tongue hoof brain heart like whenever i go to exotic restaurants i want the exotic meat so like i try to get those wherever uh, i go so uh, next time i'm at a spot i'm gonna get oxtail
0: Yes, that or curry goat is my, those are oh, yeah. really good. We don't yeah. get a lot of goat here in the U.S. for some reason, but it's good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you have to know one. how
1: to cook it because, like, to make yeah. goat curry, you have to.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yes.
1: You you have to cook it for hours, like hours and hours and hours, and you're just boiling it in curry the whole yes. time. And like people don't have time for that, so they don't make it.
0: Yeah, and the curry, I, I don't know if I guess I'm curious because you guys have a an Indian influence, but our curry is more like a. It's like a yellowish, I don't know how to describe it, less, uh, um, kind of a different type of curry, I feel like, than maybe. Yeah, I, it's curry. definitely not as thick.
1: So like the curry mm-hmm. is very thing inside of it oriented. So whether it's, uh, I don't know what the names in, in like English terms are, but there's things yeah. called like duff or chickpeas or chana or whatever you want to call it. That's the prime thing you're eating in the curry. And then the sauce, the curry liquid around it is so much thinner than like Indian mm. curry. And yeah, I don't know. That That's a big difference. Yeah. It's also darker and it's yeah. not spicy. So like people think of her, right, they think exactly. of like blow your brains out spiciness. It's not spicy. But mm-hmm. because Guyana is tropical, you can't grow exotic spices mm-hmm. there. So there's just not a lot available. So they're just that's not spicy.
0: And does Guyana have like a dialect? Because we, you know, Jamaican Patois, do you have a name for the language? Or, or, no, or I don't no, think no. there okay. is a name for the language. Uh, we, okay.
1: We just call it the Guyanese accent or we call it Caribbean okay, okay. or whatever we call it. Yeah. But yeah, it sounds similar to Patois, but if you if you're a careful listener, you can notice the differences.
0: Yeah, and technically I mean, I don't know. There's been a debate on like is Patois a language or not. I say no. I think it's a dialect, but yeah, some people I think would it's, argue Because like you use the <laughs> words as
1: English, but yes. it's just used exactly. with
0: different contexts. Yes, yes, for sure. You wanna get into the fun questions, Brie?
2: Yeah, yeah, and just just like a little comment on that. Yeah, I agreed too about the language. I like feel very strongly about this because <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. It like bothers me when people are like, "Oh, it's a language." Like, no. And we do have certain words. Like, there are different words. Like, there are certain yeah. words that are that they say that obviously are not like used anywhere else. But but yeah, it's not it's not a different yeah. One that like, comes
1: to might immediately is like bye. Like to say boy or gal for girl, but uh, like it's yeah, spelled yeah, differently, yeah. it's said differently. There's like also like all the family member like names and things like that. The way mm-hmm. you reference them, it's not words that are words in English, but they right. mean the same thing and they sound okay. similar. Or
0: are they just like phrase words differently? Like 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 I don't know. For, you know Pat's is like they don't say the the sound. They say like past the t. Yeah, they also you yeah. know or yeah. like or. Or they say me a lot instead of like, I did this, like, yes, on, you know, yes, you know same, what I mean? That yeah. kind of stuff is the Yeah. So that's, that's where the little nuances are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so awesome. like, That's cool.
2: Spread the bed instead of make the bed, which I Yeah. Certain can. little right. phrases.
0: There's, there, fr- yeah. there's things I've learned or when I went to college. Legs. Like cut the lights yeah. out. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. yeah. There's things my husband has pointed out. He's like, you mean make the bed? I was like, what? I said, like, <laughs> my mom always said spread. He's like, you spread stuff on a sandwich. I was like, I don't know. This is what I've yeah. I don't know. I don't think about yeah. it, you know, so yeah, certain things. There, there
1: are also parts of the language that I didn't realize how deep the accent went. So like one thing that took me forever um, to, to get over is saying three because I say tree every time. <laughs> tree, like Every yeah. now and then you'll, you'll hear me in some of our, our, our meetings where I'll say tree or this or, tri- or, or that. And like I'm dropping a lot of the H's H, and yeah. I just, it's just it's subconscious. Another thing I couldn't get was calendar because the way you say mm. it is calendar. Like you're like oh go mark <laughs> the calendar and like you drop so many syllables that every now and then it just comes out I'm like oh man uh, ah. it just slipped out there you go
2: yeah my word is I don't know if you do this too Alyssa like condense I can't say condensed it's like always like condensed milk like yeah, yeah I oh think.
0: yes yes they do, they do the yeah. same thing yeah I, I said that wrong for so many years. <laughs> But you don't realize it's wrong, I guess, until somebody like points it out. Yeah. And
1: nobody ever points it out because you're either talking to someone who's making exactly. the same
0: mistake or they're being nice and they're like, oh, it's OK. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But like when you don't have an accent, at least I've had friends call me out. But my mom says that no one's going to say anything. But like for, it's like, why did you pronounce it like that? So, yeah, yeah I totally get it. That's funny. It's cool to see the similarities uh, between the two.
2: All right. OK, yeah. So let's go to the fun questions now. We already talked quite a bit about food so that that's usually one of our fun questions but we've already kind of covered that yeah (laughs) we've covered that topic which is which is great which is great so my my first question for the fun part and this has been a little bit controversial some people have not been able to really come up with a great answer for it but i still love this question and i want to know do you happen to have like a favorite Guyanese expression or like saying Hmm.
1: One that I like is called vexed. Like, like when they say like, yes. yeah. like she is vexed. vexed, like that means that the person is not smithing with you, like they're, <laughs> they're upset with you, <laughs> yeah. but they, they still want to engage with you, but they're upset. She's vexed. Like that was one that is yeah. so good because it describes something that I don't have a parallel for in English. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, that's yes. yeah, that's awesome. I do
0: like that. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. we yeah.
2: use that too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That yeah. is a great word.
0: The Sean Paul song is um, right. is popping in my head right yeah. now. Um what is it? Yeah. Um, don't
2: vex with me. Da,
0: da, da. Yeah, that one. there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> most people don't know what he's saying in the song. Right. But, but like, <laughs> <No>. yeah. <laughs> but
1: Oh, that was another it. strange thing. Like I can I know what Sean Paul's saying. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think that's yeah, when you know like what Sean Paul is saying or like Rihanna actually, like, in Barbados, it's not like Jamaica and, I think, like, Guyana. Like, they don't actually really have, like... They have an accent, but not, like, a dialect, really. Like, they don't have the same, like, Mm -hmm. words like how we do in Jamaica and stuff. But... Rihanna will like do like sing things in patwa sometimes. So like work, her song yeah. work. People are always like, I don't understand I don't anything don't in that song, and I'm like, I actually understand <laughs> like most of it. Like yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: Well, When you bring up work as an example, I not even register because I'm like that's such an easy song to understand. Yeah, right? exactly. No,
2: but everyone like I remember when it came out and I was with some friends. They were like, they were like I don't. I only understand work. I don't know, but I love the song. <laughs> yeah, they were like, I just love the yeah, song. Like but I don't a... understand
0: anything she's saying. <laughs> I guess the things like that you take for granted because it's just, you know, you're not even thinking about processing. It's just like, okay, I get, yeah, I understand what you're saying.
2: (laughs) Good, good. I love that. So can you tell us now, do you have a happy place in Guyana when you visit, like a place that? you really enjoy or makes you feel good when you go there
1: oh yeah it's definitely my grandparents house because like they live in the country the whole thing's a country (laughs) but like they live in the outback area where you need to go on a dirt road through Mm -hmm. trees and stuff but then they have this outcropping that's a town so you have a cutout in the middle of the jungle that's where they live and it's just like farms and plants and things like that you can walk around the neighborhood there's not a lot of traffic everybody knows each other it's just the opposite of what it is here And it's so calming to be there because like everybody's slower. They talk calmer. There's no struggles or existential like, oh, my God, if we don't deliver this tomorrow, X company is going (laughs) to it's all just like chill. Just like calm down. You'll be fine. Like it's very, very nice. So that's my my happy place there.
2: All right. And is there anything that you do or have done in Guyana that you wouldn't do in the U.S.?
1: I, I wouldn't say so. Like there's nothing there that you can get. Or need to get done that doesn't get done here. Like even the West Indians, when they get saris created, like they get them imported for either from India or from uh, New Jersey, which is like the best (laughs) place to get saris if you didn't know that. The mecca of creating saris, besides India, is New Jersey. Because it's specifically New Brunswick, New Jersey, because that, for some reason, is where all of the Indians are. They just took -hmm. took over that town and they have like traditional shops that source from India and people from New York, people from Pennsylvania, people from Florida. They make special requests to that location to get their stuff done.
2: All right. okay. so to wrap up, I just like to ask about maybe something you sort of dislike and then something that you absolutely love about your your parents' culture.
1: The the thing that I dislike the most is that they are willing to lie to save face. <laughs> so like if so like if there's a family problem going on and things are happening <laughs> and then someone goes like, Hey are you okay? Are you guys doing good? It'll immediately be like it's a lie. And then when I would go, Hey, like, why are we lying to people? They're like, you never let people know things are wrong. And like, I just don't <laughs> like that at all. Cause like, it's yeah. not the way I live my life personally. So like, that's a part of the culture where you have to keep secrets. You have to save face. You have to look yeah. proper. I hate that so much.
0: Gotcha. That's funny. Yeah. But but impression or having a certain impression or persona to people, I think yes. is very important. I yeah, get that. That's yeah. That's super, super important. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: something I love. I love the, comedy that happens so people are very open to just harshly joking at each other like really (laughs) really really going at each other but it's all in jest and it's all in good fun so that was actually a conflict that i had with my wife when we first got married (laughs) as she was getting introduced into the culture she didn't realize that we shit talk i don't know if i can curse but we yes you're good (laughs) yeah we shit talk the heck out of each other insanely, and I never noticed how bad it was until she had to pull me aside one day and be like, hey, why are your parents so mean to me? And like, why are you being mean to me? I'm like, oh, we're not being mean? We're, we're joking with you because we love you. And she's like, it doesn't come across as that. But when yeah. you're in the culture, like it's just yep. negging on each other over and over again. It's just so fun. I love doing it. And like all my friends did it growing up. My family members did it. When I call my grandma, she shit talks the shit out of me. And like it's, it's great. I love it. Like that's that's my favorite part because it's brutally honest you can be truthful with somebody and that's why it's yeah. funny. And like, it's so yes. great. And that's my favorite part.
0: I will say, I, I do appreciate uh, Caribbean's like brutal honesty. Like I, oh, I, I'm yeah. a little bit of sensitive, but like, you know where that you stand with them, which is, which is, oh, you yeah. know, there's some novelty to that. And like, yeah. And like, they just, they, if they, <laughs> I, I shared breathe a video the Julie mango video with Kashan actually one time. And where she's the mom is just like berating the girl. Like, Oh, you put them on my <laughs> way. All these things. And it's like, it's just they just speak their mind. Like if they think you yeah. you, you got fat or they think you oh, you know, yeah. where's yeah, they're, if they're not happy with you like where's your boyfriend or where's your significant other? Like they'll just oh, yeah. call you out on it. So they'll yeah, call
1: you understand. out. They'll call you out. And I, <laughs> I love the honesty, especially when it comes yeah. to weight that's always concerned did you <laughs> yep. like oh you got fat or like oh you got really skinny maybe you should eat like it's it's never <laughs> right. satisfied no matter no. what you do and then the spouse like where's the girl where is the guy what are yeah. they doing have you brought them why didn't you introduce me like all those things cuz like they want to expand the the family. Like, that's what they want to do. Yeah. So that's why they're so sure. apt to it.
0: Yeah, they definitely have expectations, and uh, they're not afraid to let you know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when you don't meet them. So, yeah. Oh, sure. I I know we're almost
1: at time. No, no, you're
0: good. You're fine.
1: When we went back to New York, maybe like two or three weeks ago, I brought my wife to a Guyanese wedding in the middle of Little Guyana. And oh, cool. just the seeing her take it all in. So there are a couple, like, notable events that she pointed out. One was two guys came up to the, the bride and groom and, like, gave them a card. Like You know, you give them a card, it has a thing in it, and the money's inside. And, like, that's your gift to them. But they were wearing T-shirts. And she goes, why are those guys wearing Ed Hardy T-shirts? And then my sister looks over and goes, those are their best T-shirts. And she wasn't lying. Did she compl- – <laughs> like, they, there's so little need to have a suit. There's so little need to have mm. dress clothes, all this and that. They just don't have it. So when it's time to go to this wedding – they were the only ones wearing t-shirts. i was like, you know what? This is my favorite t-shirt. I'm gonna wear that one. And like, that's <laughs> what they wore. Uh, everybody was blinged out, top to bottom. Like, like you would see three rings on each finger. Like, all the old Guyanese men wore every ounce of jewelry that they had to show up. That was hilarious. It's like I was at like a like a BET award or something. Everyone's blinged <laughs> out like crazy. The food was also really interesting. Like, she went uh-huh. over and it's like all duck curry and doll puri and like everything that you could possibly imagine. <laughs> and she was like. All right, this is the best part. She was eating <laughs> that the whole time, yeah. and just watching her react to the culture—it was a continuous face of shock and awe, which was great.
0: That's awesome. We're going to wrap up, but actually, you made me think of something. Has she assimilated? Has your wife assimilated very well in the Guyanese culture? And has has your family been very welcoming?
1: Yes and no. So yes she no. Okay. she has not assimilated. At all, so like she doesn't get the culture. She <laughs> yeah, kind yeah. of understands it. She tries her best to participate in it, but it's just so different from what she's used to. The Ooh. only thing she can the, she vibes on with my parents is the immigrant experience of like the <laughs> crazy family members and the drama <laughs> yeah. and the da da da. But the culture itself is not yeah. meshing, and it's probably mm-hmm. a symptom of like the Asian food doesn't mix with the Guyanese food. That probably mm-hmm. extends to the culture, so that's where she's struggling. And mm-hmm. my dad was super welcoming. Like, he doesn't care. He's old as heck. He had me when he was, <laughs> was like, 40 or something. So he, he he's at a point where, like, anything that happens, it doesn't matter. And yeah. my mom was not as welcoming. Because, like, in the mm-hmm. culture, your son is so important in, in Guyanese culture that mm-hmm. me going and marrying somebody now who is not Guyanese was not good. Mm-hmm. So, me having a Vietnamese spouse was a big problem, and they recently got over it, but for yeah. a good year, they were not on good terms, and like that was the, mm. the no in that yes and no answer. Yeah,
0: yeah. I hope you don't mind me asking, I hope that's not too personal, I'm um, no, no, just yeah. curious, you know.
1: My mom literally asked the question, like, what does she eat? It was such a different culture <laughs> that she didn't know what she ate. I'm like, food! She eats food!
0: Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like,
1: whatever you have, she'll eat it, like, it's not yeah. that big a deal.
0: Thank you so much to Keshawn for taking the time to interview with us today. It was so interesting to hear about how his Guyanese culture relates so much to the Jamaican culture that Brienne and I are so familiar with. And thank you, listeners, for tuning in for another episode. As a new podcast, we'd really appreciate it if you left us a review on your podcast directory of choice as it helps us spread the word and share the stories of our guests. Thanks for tuning in and catch you next time.